Fritz, welcome to the Leadership Dynamics Podcast. We're excited to bring you the tools and resources used by dynamic, high-performing leaders to communicate effectively, grow their influence, and take their companies to the next level. Let's dive in. Welcome today to today's episode of Leadership Dynamics, where today we're going to dive into effective delegation. Yes, we are. And it's not, hi, I'm Mr. Boss, and I'm going to tell you what to do. Oh, we've all had them. Oh my gosh, yes. And I've probably been one at one point in my life and didn't even realize it. Oh, I know I was. Yeah. So let's start by understanding better what effective delegation looks like. So most leaders deal with this constant tension between authority and responsibility, where they're evenly matched when a particular responsibility has commensurate authority to carry it out. Then you feel good. You feel empowered, able to grow, and have the ability to develop your skills. But when you feel like you've been given more responsibility than authority, then over time it leads to deep frustration and bitterness. If you are the leader and you're keeping more authority than responsibility, then that's selfish. And it means someone on the other side of you has more responsibility than authority. Oftentimes the situation is rooted in some sort of self-preservation from one hoarding authority. But if you don't fix it, then the disempower then we disempower our people. Disempowerment over time will suffocate your team's drive and talents, leading to frustration and decreased capacity to perform and eventually to burnouts, dis, uh, departures, or explosive situations. No one can do everything in an organization. So building a healthy, high-performing, and attractive organization to work for means equipping people with a liberating balance of responsibility and authority. Lastly, responsibility should be added in a measured way, not just thrust on people without warning, clear expectations, or support. Getting effective in delegating the key strategies and responsibilities of your team is an art, not a science. It is hard, but it is worth it. Effective delegation will pay tremendous dividends back to you and your people as you guide them down the path of growth and success as a team. Well, if that isn't a mouthful. It always is. Right? So, effective delegation. So, think of a teeter-totter okay. on a triangle okay, with two gigantic weights on each end equally All right. heavy. Right. You have empowerment in the middle. You have self-preservation on one side of authority and disempowerment on the side of responsibility and how we have to, as leaders, as healthy leaders, balance and empower each side. Yeah, so like empowerment is the balance. Yes. So sounds, as le- sounds easy, right? <laughs> it sounds, it sounds <laughs> absolutely easy, but uh-huh. it's so difficult because as leaders, we have much self-preservation many times. For fear of. For fear of, right. Fill in the blank. And then you have people that have responsibility mm-hmm. along with yourself, and then you wind up disempowering. 
Well, and there's so many things that go into that. There's trust that goes into. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that making. that's what we always do. Yep. I'm just saying that that's the that is the um, collateral damage. Ooh, I like that collateral damage. That's that can right. happen mm-hmm. if we're not cautious about our authority and our responsibility to others, and making sure that we always are in a position of empowering people and positions Mm -hmm. so that we don't create self-preservation or disempowerment. And, you know, being that 100X leader, being healthy leader um, also goes to self. Oh, absolutely. You know, not just the self-preservation piece, but how do you, how do you have authority um, and a sense of responsibility to to yourself because we're the hardest on us and that tends to reflect in how we treat people that are working for us with us this is where understanding how you communicate and how you sound to the people that are working with you or for you right and i think in just about every single episode we always refer back to the know yourself to lead yourself yes tool and why it is such a pivotal tool mm-hmm. because it it literally starts all the other tools that we have. Like you can't move forward with another tool that doesn't tie into the previous tool, mm-hmm. a different tool, but it definitely starts with knowing yourself to lead yourself. And then as leaders, we have to know others to lead others. Right. But you can't do that unless you know yourself to lead yourself. And that's why this one, and I'm not going to say this one is the most important, but that's how that's how you can effectively delegate mm-hmm. is knowing yourself, right? Knowing what your patterns are, knowing what your tendencies are so that you can create the reality that you would like, which is why you're delegating, to create a certain reality but your actions are going to have consequences. So if you're not aware, then you are going to do actions that create poor consequences that will give you the reality that you're not looking for through your delegation because it's no longer effective. And I think that what that can look like is hoarding authority. I feel like I just talked a circle. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're re-explaining in a, in a different in a different way, in different pieces and in different ways to um to attach that but hoarding authority everybody knows what the the hoarding of authority is that self-preservation so if you're unsure of what the self-preservation piece is is that protection of yourself for whatever pitfall that you Mm -hmm. have that you are not even aware of and so now you, as a hoarder of authority, are disempowering the people that want to work for you, that want to be there for you. I love the hoarding, hoarding of authority. It sounds like the title of a documentary film, a documentary, like a TV series, like wow. Hoarders, yeah. but hoarding authority. So Oof. with that being said, yeah. now that I triggered that thought in your head, yeah. I'm going to challenge you to explain 
what the synapse, what the overview of that show would look like? Ooh, you're asking me to do that. I am. I'm actually, I'm asking you to create the show. What would that look like? It looks like somebody, one person in particular, that would have effectively to themselves done everything right and laid out the groundwork for themselves to be at the highest point possible within their own um, profession um, without realizing the collateral damage that they've done along the way. And so that could look like a CEO or an executive of, of anything, of any business. It could be um, your personal business. It could be you working for some conglomerate somewhere. But what it looks like is I have all the things, I have all the toys, and I use my power to make people do what I need them to do for my own personal benefit. Do you think that leaders and businesses hoard authority even from customers? Absolutely. Because we always talk about leadership and the cultures in which they're leading. We rarely speak to the customer, the end user, the end consumer, mm -hmm. and how these tools even affect them Absolutely. without them even knowing. Yes. Yeah. Because as leaders, we're responsible for all. Well, your whole job as a leader and why you're in a leadership position is because you're a person of influence. And so if you're using and hoarding your authority to make people do the things that you're too afraid to do or wouldn't do or wouldn't put yourself in that situation, then you're taking people that have a superpower that you don't have and you're suffocating them. Mm -hmm. And you're keeping them from their own greatness. Right. And you can do that very thing with your own customers. Yes, you can. By not effectively delegating. Well, you're, yes, you're, <clears throat> you need to delegate to your customers because they truly do have the power to be healthy. Correct. But if you're hoarding the authority, I'm just, I'm painting it a little different. No, I'm, I'm pioneering please. it a little different. I like it. If you're, if you are hoarding that authority away from your customers, then in turn, you're actually manipulating them into being a part of your own personal system. Yep. So you're growing wealthy off of disempowering them. And you're creating culture. But it may not be the culture that you want. That's right. Or it may not be the culture that's sustainable, that's scalable. Right? Because culture is, is it. And if you're People make up the culture which makes up your business. Mm -hmm. And that hierarchy often gets twisted. If That's you, another podcast. Yeah. If, <laughs> and, if, and if you find that, you know, like Fritz said so eloquently is, you know, it's not just at the top. It can also be the customer. Mm -hmm. that, that end piece, the piece that allows people to be successful. We're all in our own little private ecosystems. And yes. so if you are a entrepreneur or if you're thinking about being an entrepreneur and you're going and you're 
finding through some other authority, that authority being a different coaching company, somebody who plays in the area that you are interested in being in, and you're feeling when you come to those coaching sessions or whatever that you're being disempowered, be careful. Yes. Because they may not even realize that they're using their influence to gain things for themselves instead of truly serving you. Right. There's so much knowledge to be had. There's so little application. Yes. And there's far less understanding. That's right. And we're going to end the podcast right there in major thought. Mm-hmm. So we love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. And we will see you on the next one. Thanks for listening. We hope this episode provided you with valuable insights and actionable steps as you grow in your leadership journey. For more information on this topic or other leadership tools and resources, visit our website at rewireddynamics.com.